Welcome to the Anxiety Doesn't Only podcast. My name is Emmanuel Isaacson. I'm an anxiety coach who helps people to overcome and heal their anxiety naturally. The other day, I was watching this video. It was a short clip on TikTok, and it said something really, really beautiful. That kind of like it was so true. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And like he put it in such simple terms. And I was like, wow, that's actually very true. That's what you need to do. Because from this guy, Rick Williker, what he said is like, we need to stop listening to yourself and start talking to yourself, which was amazing because a lot of us, what we're doing when we're struggling with anxiety, all of us, what we do is we listen to our anxiety. We listen to what it has to say and we believe it. We believe what it has to say. So if we are afraid of something bad happening, we listen to it and we actually believe. And what we really need to do is instead of listening to ourselves, instead of just agreeing and believing, what we need to do is talk to ourselves and talk to the anxiety and to be able to calm ourselves down and tell our anxiety a different belief, a different scenario that can actually happen. Because if you think about most of the time, most of the time, whatever our anxiety is telling us of what's going to happen, it doesn't really happen. 99.9% of the time, that's what happens. Yes, there is here and there. But the thing is that just because that it has predicted once or twice a certain situation happening doesn't mean that we should always rely on that in order for us to feel good and believe everything it says. Because... There is another side, there is another reality besides our belief of what our anxiety thinks is going to happen. There is a different way of looking at it, and the other way, the way it actually is, the majority of the time, when 99.9% of the time everything is actually safe, that's the truth, and that we should also look at it because that's going to help us to reduce our anxiety because our goal, our goal is to reduce our anxiety, is to feel much better. But if we're going to continuously believe our anxiety because of that once or twice that it actually predicted, why not also base your belief of what's going to happen on all the times that it, nothing bad really happened? And regardless, regardless, if anything did bad happen or that one time it, t it told you like if we go we're gonna have a panic attack and you actually had a panic attack but ask yourself how many times beforehand that we actually went and everything was fine or we went someplace else and everything was fine what's the difference over here we can actually change that in order for us to start thinking differently and start feeling better and not being afraid every single time or thinking of like, you know, being stuck in our mind and continuously thinking about what bad is going to happen. So we want to start talking to our anxiety and less listening to our anxiety because our anxiety is always going to trick us. That's its job. And its job is also to protect us. So it's afraid right now. It's afraid that something bad is going to happen to you. So its job, that is its purpose. Its purpose is to protect you. So what it does is basically is going to warn you, hey, if you go there, if you do that, if you go to this place, if you are with these people, whatever it is, you are going to experience a certain bad thing. And then right away predicts it and we right away listen to it. And it was amazing. Whenever I heard that, whatever he said, he's like, we should stop listening to ourselves and more talk to ourselves. And I used to do this all the time when I was struggling with anxiety. I would talk to my anxiety. I would say, hey, what's going on? What are you concerned about? Talk to me. So I would try to hear out what he has to say. And then I would bring in my own input. 
I will bring in my own idea of what it's actually going to happen. And I'll bring a positive spin to it. I wouldn't just listen to my anxiety anymore because I realized like, you know, every time I listen to my anxiety, what happens is that it tries to control me and it like controls my life really. And I can't live the way I want to. But this guy, Rick Rillicory, the way he described it and he made it so simple. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what we need to do is that's true. We need to start talking to ourselves. Start talking to the anxiety. Don't let the anxiety predict what it's going to happen. We have the power. And this is what I always say. Whenever we're thinking negatively, it's our default of how we think about life. It's just our default way. And it's our subconscious way of thinking. Whenever we think more positively about a situation, we are actively being conscious about a different scenario. We're actively being conscious about this situation. So we're able to look at it differently and feel much better. And you can do this. You can see how whenever you look at a situation more positively, you'll feel much calmer. But if we automatically go to our default, our habit of the way we're so used to being, and again, it's not our fault that that's the way it is. It's not our fault. It's just we've been programmed that way. We have been programmed that way since we're kids. So we automatically think that way. But what we need to do is change that and be more conscious so that we can control the outcome. Now, I know a lot of people, they say that they don't want to think more positively or be more hopeful because... They don't want to have a certain expectation because they say, okay, what if I go and I actually do experience panic attack or it's that thing that I'm afraid of actually does happen. And I always ask the question, how many times in the past in that situation, wherever you went, did it actually happen or a different scenario, whatever it is that you thought something bad was going to happen and actually nothing did happen. So why is it that we only focus on that? And the reason why is because we want to protect ourselves. That's what we want to do. We want protection. We want safety. But we need to provide that protection to ourselves. We need to tell ourselves that, hey, it's fine. We are safe. This is a safe place. Nothing bad is going to happen. Actually, you know what's going to happen over there? And start predicting positive things. Start predicting positive things. You're going to see how your entire emotional state, your entire being is going to feel so much different. I do this until today. Whenever I feel nervous about going somewhere, I'm like, you know what, Emmanuel? Okay, you're nervous about going to this place. You know that. All right, how can we look at it differently? Like I was nervous in changing my career because I'm like, listen, Emmanuel, you have been doing something for so many years and now you want to go into the anxiety field and help people with anxiety. I was nervous the entire time. Like what if you fail? And what if you're not going to be successful? And what if you make a mistake? And what if you make yourself look like a fool? What then? What then? And I said to myself, no, 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 no. I'm like, but what if I actually do succeed? What if I just change one person's life? Wouldn't that be worth it? I wish I had that one person, whatever I was going through anxiety to change my life. Just that one person. I said, it's definitely worth it. I say, you know, the impact you can actually have on somebody is going to be amazing. Isn't that worth than your own fears of what you think is going to happen? And who says it's going to happen that way? Who says it is? Les Brown, he always says, fear is false expectations appearing real. That's the acronym of fear. And he also said that false, the fear is also false evidence appearing real. So we might even predict a situation that is happening or has had happened in a negative way. 
So what we could do is try to change it, try to put a different spin to it so that we can feel better regardless of what happened. And sometimes it's pretty bad. I'm not saying that it's not. And I'm not trying to diminish that. But for our own sake, for our own sake, maybe we can look at it in a different way. For example, I'll give you an example with my brother. He was dating when he was 20 years old. He was dating somebody and they actually got engaged. And he was on meds for anxiety. The girl didn't know because... My brother was kind of nervous of how she's going to think because back in the day, wasn't not that many people used to take uh, meds. This was about 17 years ago. Um, and he didn't know how she would actually take it. And he kind of like didn't tell her. And then one person told her about it because she wanted to sabotage the, 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 the engagement. And she was successful in doing that. She was successful in breaking up the engagement. And she broke up with my brother because she was afraid. She's like, why is he taking medication? But he was taking meds for anxiety and depression. But it wasn't that known 17 years ago. Not, not many people actually took it because not many people were actually struggling with it. So it wasn't a really known thing. Today, a lot of people take it. And it's a very, it's a norm. Um, it's a norm that everybody takes it. But the thing is, is that he, he ended up not marrying her. And then a few years later, he actually married his wife that he is today and they have four kids together. And he told me, he's like, you know, Emmanuel, like that, that lady, what she broke up my engagement, it really hurt me. It really bothered me that she did that. I'm like, you know what? You're right. And you're, and you should feel hurt. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but at the same time, if that didn't happen, you wouldn't marry your wife. You wouldn't marry this person that you're living with right now. You wouldn't, you wouldn't in a million years. And you'll have these four amazing kids that you have today. And he's like, yeah, you're right but it still hurt. I'm like, you're right. And it still does hurt a hundred percent. It's still a very annoying and he holds a grudge against her and it does make sense. But at the same time, we should look at it both ways. My point is that we need to look at the situation and both sides of the coin, not only one side. It's wrong what she did, but at the same time, she saved him from this woman that who knows what would happen? Who knows? And I, and I, we know who the person is and it wasn't the best, we personally don't, the family didn't think that it was, that was really good for him. And the wife that he has right now is amazing for him. But again, the point is that to look at both sides of the coin and look at both sides of the situation, just for you to feel much better and can see what came out of it. Because sometimes we might not see it right now, but later on we will see it. For example, like I, I went through an anxiety disorder. I'm like, why did I have to go through this hell? Why did I need to experience all of these symptoms and go through this hell for three years? I said, for what reason? But today I realize why. It's because I'm able to help people to overcome their anxiety. So I didn't know back then why I was, why I was experiencing that, but today I do know. I do know and I'm so grateful and I'm so happy that I did go through it because today I'm able to help out so many people. And it's an amazing feeling. It really is. And I, and I found my purpose in this world to help other people to overcome their anxiety. That's my purpose. That's my mission. And try to eradicate this thing from everybody, honestly, so that people don't have to experience this because I know what it feels like. And I always say that I would never wish this on my worst enemy. I would never wish this. But the thing is, is that we need to start talking to our anxiety and stop listening to our anxiety and give our own input and bring in our conscious mind and telling it, no, just because anxiety, you told me this is going to happen, this danger is going to happen. It doesn't mean that's going to happen that way. What's going to happen is going to be something amazing. It's going to be something great. Again, what you want to do is instill something positive over there and listen to that. That's going to help you to reduce your anxiety.
If you are looking for a natural remedy in order to help you to calm down your anxiety and also to provide you a good night's sleep, I created a CBD called Calmly CBD specifically to help people that are struggling with anxiety and have a hard time sleeping. It took me over a good year to find the best farmers and to produce this CBD in order to help you guys with your anxiety. You can click on the link below to place an order. They are on sale right now, so take advantage of that while it's still available. If you did like this episode, please click the like button and leave a five-star review. The reason why I ask is because I want to reach more people because the more people we can reach, the more people that we can help because my mission in this world, my purpose is to help people to overcome their anxiety naturally. Take care, guys, and I'll see you guys in the next episode.